Hi, this is Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, telling you to stay tuned to WNJC 1360 AM for Thursday in the Doghouse. Coming right up. Mama was a mutt. Daddy was one too. Me, I'm a little bit of everything. everything Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to this week's edition of Thursday in the Doghouse. This is the only on-air online educational talk show program all about dogs. I'm your host, Karen Fazio, the dog super nanny. And I'm your host, Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer. We are here every Thursday morning from 10 to 10.30 on WNJC 1360 AM. Rini and I are professional dog trainers, and our interests lie primarily in the subject of canine behavior. Um, however, we also enjoy talking to many other professionals in the field, such as veterinarians, nutrition specialists, authors, shelter and rescue workers, and also our audience. Um, if you're a first-time listener or if you just want to hear a show again, you can listen to our podcast by visiting my website, www.thedogsupernanny.com, and look for Karen's radio show. You can click on that and listen to some shows. Um, you can also hear every podcast on Rini's website, www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Just click on the page mark Rini's radio show. Um, if you don't have access to a radio at 10 o'clock, you can always listen to us live online at www.wnjc1360.com. Uh, to hear us live, you'll you'll see a button that says "Listen Live." You click on it, and you can listen to uh, listen to us talking in the morning. Uh, this morning, Rini and I will be discussing how to choose the right dog uh, from you for you and your family from a shelter. Um, shelters and rescue groups have many wonderful dogs, but not all of them will be suited for your lifestyle or energy level. Um, so, we're going to be offering you some tips today to make your choice of your forever dog. Right now we're going to take a quick break uh, so that Rini could tell you some about some of the services she offers in the South Jersey area as a professional trainer and certified behavior consultant. 1360 AM. Hi, everybody. This is Rini Primeza, your friendly neighborhood dog trainer. I've been training dogs professionally in South Jersey for close to 12 years. I assisted my own dog's trainer in her obedience classes for two years while studying the laws of learning and behavior modification at an online college. I then became certified as a behavior consultant in 2004 by the International Association of Animal Behavior Consultants. So whether you need a trainer to help you teach your dog his basic obedience behaviors or you need help because your dog has developed serious behavior problems, I'd be very happy to come and visit with you at your home and assist you in resolving these issues. So give me a call at 609-280-9338 or contact me through my website at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. My number is 609-280-9338 or go to my website and email me directly there, jerseydogtrainer.com. WNJC. Welcome back to Thursday in the Doghouse. I'm Rini Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, and my co-host Karen Fazio is the Dog Super Nanny. Um, Karen's going to talk to you today about making the right choice for the dog that you want to adopt 
uh, from a shelter. So, Karen, take it away. Well, look, I want to encourage everybody, you know, if you're looking, if you're thinking about getting a dog, please get one from a shelter. Um, You know, these dogs need homes, and there's some really wonderful dogs in these shelters. Um, And there's some maybe not so wonderful dogs. Um, Each dog is suited for a particular lifestyle, but the first thing that you really need to do, I mean, it's, 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 it's hard to resist going to the shelter and walking around and, and like shopping like you're looking for a car or a dress. You know, you're looking for, for price and you're looking for, um, you know, what it looks like and all that. You know, and it's very hard to resist the cute dogs, the shy dogs and these kinds of things. You know, I want everybody to know that, it, you know, a shelter dog is not just a classification in itself. Um, all these dogs are either mixed of certain breeds or they're pure breed dogs. So the first thing that you need to do if you're considering getting a dog, even if you have a dog already, um, is to start researching some breeds and find out what uh, what breeds would suit your lifestyle, you know, and be honest with yourself. Are you a couch potato, you know, do you come home from work and you're tired and you just want to sit around watching TV and you know, order out food, or are you the kind of guy or a woman or a family that, you know, we're going to go for a, you know, a five-mile hike. You know, we're going to go riding our bikes, or we're going to go running. You know, kind of really take into consideration your lifestyle and then choose a breed that matches that lifestyle. Um, so I think that that's very, very, very important. And that way when you go to the shelter and you and you see, you know, what mix of breeds these dogs are, you know, you could kind of have like a better understanding of maybe what kind of energy level um, that they might have once you bring them into the home. Um, I also want to kind of let people know, I mean, I have the greatest amount of respect for people that are in the shelter and rescue business, but their business is adopting out dogs. Um, and they're very enthusiastic about it, and they want to find these dogs their forever home. And sometimes, not always, but sometimes they could adopt the wrong dogs out to the wrong people. Um, in, in one case, I, I had a dog, um, actually it turned out to be my client, um, a young girl who um, was physically disabled and was very, very quiet and shy and nervous, um, she adopted out this little pit mix, um, and her name was Tessa. And, and if you visit my website, I have a whole program uh, d- dedicated to Tessa's cause. Um, and Tessa was a very high-energy young dog. She was about nine months old. Um, she had had a traumatic injury. She was hit by a car. She had no tail. Um, but she was also very fearful of a lot of things, especially loud sounds, Um, She was a little aggressive in her play um, and a little aggressive uh, when she was frightened. And this young girl was living with her parents at the time and decided, hey, I'm going to go get my own apartment um, and took Tessa with her. And Tessa also had some separation anxiety issues. And she, she lived on a bottom apartment. So people were walking around above on the ceiling and, and the dog barked all day long and the landlord was complaining and the neighbors were complaining and the owner kept getting more frustrated and the dog started getting more frustrated and started becoming more aggressive. Uh, she was quite an issue on walks and finally the landlord gave her an ultimatum, get rid of the dog or you have to get thrown out. And I'm telling you, when, in a 24-hour period, 
this girl and her mother were running all over New Jersey for shelters to try to find this dog a home. Mm. And unfortunately, um, they brought Tessa down to Philadelphia, and she was so stressed out from all this traveling, and she failed the uh, temperament test and was destroyed. Um, and, And unfortunately, you know... I knew the people at the shelter that, that, that adopted out this dog to this young girl, and I knew it was wrong, and I had said so. And, you know, the mother and pa- the parents of this girl did not stand by the dog's side or their daughter and, and keep the dog. You know, I, I begged them, please, can't you just keep the dog in your house for a couple of weeks until we could find it a better home? No, 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 the dog's got to go to a shelter. The dog's got to go to a shelter. So, mm-hmm. you know, this was a very young dog, and she ended up losing her life um, before she was a year old, only be- because the wrong dog was do- adopted out. And, you know, part of that problem is that, you know, very well-meaning people really want to give these dogs a second chance. And, you know, your life could be perfect right now. You can own a home. You can have a fenced-in yard. But you know what? Tomorrow all that can change. You know, you could lose your job. You could lose your house and end up having to live in a one-bedroom apartment. So, you know, you really want to make sure that the dog you get can be versatile enough that that can go along with those changes. Um, I want to talk about, you know, when you go and you actually greet the dog, uh, a lot of people are under the misunderstanding that when the dog greets you and it rolls over on its back, um, some dogs pee, they urinate themselves, and they think, wow, what a sweet dog. Immediately she showed me her belly. And that is sometimes a very bright red flag warning uh, that this dog has some fear issues and you know the dog may be very submissive it may stay like that the rest of its life um, but more likely than not when the dog starts to get comfortable in its own home um, some of those issues will start turning into aggressive behavior uh, and start rearing their ugly heads so you want to be careful of that you really want to look for a dog that's not completely over the top one that's not jumping all over you um, one that's not terrified of you. You want a dog that's going to be comfortable enough to hang out with you, uh, be friendly, and then maybe go check other things out. Like, all right, I met you. That's cool. I think I'm going to go, you know, walk over here and, and sniff the ground and, like, check some other things out. That That's a nice, well-balanced dog. It's 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 not too clingy. It's not too energetic. Um and it, you know it, it's it's confident enough that it can it doesn't have to cling to you constantly. It can walk around and and, uh, and explore its environment. Um, I also want you know the, you know there's a lot of times you go to a shelter and they say you know the dog bites. Um, it hasn't bitten anybody out outside of uh, of of the, uh, you know the dog was always great, but you know don't put your hand fingers in the cage, don't open the cage because the dog is frightened and it, you know it's a snapper and. You know, this would be best with maybe like a one-person owner and all this kind of stuff. And and I just want to say, I know this is kind of risky. I mean, I, you best just to pass these dogs, just keep keep walking. Um, but I have to tell you that sometimes dogs that show aggression in the cage are not necessarily aggressive outside the cage. So you know, if you really like the dog. Um, and, you know, you want to kind of form a relationship with it. Take it outside the crate. Take it out for a walk. You know, try to spend some time with it alone and, and, and see what goes. Because sometimes these dogs are really sweetie pies once they get outside that, that, that shelter. I mean, they're just not themselves. It's a very frightening place to be. 
Um, but you do want to exercise caution. I mean, you know, even a dog that, that is sweet and wonderful outside that cage and, and nips inside may also nip if it's in a small room or if it feels cornered. So, you know, you want to exercise some caution with that. Um, the dogs that are, you know, in the in the cage there and they're sleeping soundly while all this chaos is going on, uh, that's also a warning sign. Um, not these do- a lot of these dogs are not relaxed. They appear relaxed, or they're so relaxed that they're sleeping. Not necessarily. Um, there is a psychological condition that affects both humans and dogs and, and many other animals, and that's called learned helplessness. Um, and, and, or shutdown behavior, and that's when the animal becomes so completely overwhelmed by its environment that it just gives in and it just gives up all fight to survive and it just kind of lays there. Um, so that's something that you want to be careful of as well. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about the little postcards that are hanging on the outside of the crates uh, that give you some information about these dogs and what those really mean. <laughs> and Rini and I were having some fun with this before we went on the air. She kind of liked my little keywords. Um, the first one that, that usually, you, you know, you find out is the breed and, and the sex and all that kind of stuff. And then they start listing um, the, per, you know, the, uh, the, the dog's, you know, personal characteristics, the behavioral characteristics. And, and the one that, you know, the one that says energetic I mean, people would think, wow, this is a great dog, you know, that I could play fetch and, you know, we can hang out. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be lively. Um, usually, and, and, and Rini says, why don't you say maybe? Because <laughs> <laughs> not in every case it, it is that way, but usually it means that the dog is extremely hyper. It's not always the case, but it could be very hyper. Um, also, you know, very active, that's another, you know, indication that the dog may be extremely hyper. Um, best suited for one owner? Mm, think about that. Mm. You know, mm. um, what's, why, can, why does this dog have to live with just one person? Um, usually it's because the dog becomes very, very aggressive uh, with strangers or, you know, it ha- becomes, it resource guards its owner um, and doesn't do well. Uh, with multiple people in the house, um, maybe have problems with kids and strangers. Um, another another one to look for is it says best suited in a home without children, um, and that's a clear indication that this dog bites kids. Um, it either bites kids or it's terrified of children. Um, so if it says best suited in a home without kids and you have kids, please walk to the next kennel, okay? Um Another one is loves being the only dog. <laughs> now, some people say, oh, that's so great because, you know, he'll be my one and only. Um, but usually what that is telling owners is that the dog has issues with other dogs uh, or other animals in the house. So, uh, you know, if it says loves being the only dog, make sure it's the only dog. And you want to exercise caution when you take that dog out on a walk. It's just good to be educated about these things so that when you do take the dog home and you have some education behind you, you'll know if the sign says loves being the only dog, there is probably a good chance that when you're on a walk, the dog's going to become very reactive and stop barking and so on and so forth. So just be prepared for it. It's not the worst thing in the world, but it can happen. Um Another one that you want to kind of be a little wary of is is either 
shelters, rescue groups, or even um, breeders or people that are giving dogs away. Um, the dog was raised on a large farm um, with lots of other animals and things like that. And gee, that sounds so great. But chances are this dog was not socialized at all uh, with people, with children, with the UPS man, with the pizza delivery guy. Um, so chances are the dog that comes to you is going to have some serious issues. Um, and another one is is love's constant companionship. <laughs> um, and that's great. You know, if you're home constantly and you, you're kind of like a, uh, a hermit and you don't leave your house, this might be the perfect dog for you. Um, but usually uh, indications that, you know, the dog is you know, needs constant companionship is pretty much telling you that the dog has separation anxiety uh, and may become destructive when left alone. Karen, I think we need to take a break. Your list was great. I loved Thank hearing your you. discussion. It was great. I would like to take a break. Thank yep. you, Rini. Yep. Um, uh, you're gonna, we're going to do my commercial, yes, right? Yes, we are, so All people right. can understand what services you offer. Let's hit it. All right. Are you the owner of a fearful or aggressive dog and don't know where to turn? Have you called other trainers and they've turned you down because they don't want to deal with an aggression case? Then My Best Friend Dog Training and its special service, the Dog Super Nanny, is maybe just what you're looking for. We do in-home private consultations. We're located in Keyport, New Jersey, and we do travel. Our phone number is 732-533-9376, and our website is mybestfrienddogschool.com. We are positive-based trainers and don't use physical punishment or fear as a way to motivate your dog. We use games and fun as a way to do that, and we also help you during the whole process. So give us a call. We're here for you. 732-533-9376. Welcome back to Thursday in the Doghouse. My co-host Karen Fazio has been discussing um, how to choose the right dog for yourself when you go to a shelter uh, and want to adopt your next forever dog. Um, I, I, I think shelter dogs are great. I work with them very often. Um, I adopted my own dog, and so I can honestly tell you that when you adopt a dog, you can really wind up with the best dog you've ever had. Um, one of the things that I want to alert you to is that all too often when we do adopt dogs from shelters, we wind up feeling sorry for them. And then we spend much of our time trying to make up for all the bad times they may have experienced before they found you. Well, you know, it's a natural human instinct to want to protect our new dogs, and we feel kind of guilty about any kind of abuse they may have experienced. But I'm going to tell you that even if your dog had been abused or had a negative uh, environment that he lived in, please understand you or me or Karen, none of us can ever make up to that dog for his prior negative experiences. So I want you to understand that, and I want you to know that when you adopt a dog, when you take that dog home, that is the beginning of both of your lives beginning that day together. So it's start fresh, start new, and change that dog's um, emotions because you're now going to improve his life tremendously. Um, I want to give you some pointers 
about how to uh, make sure that you have a successful relationship forever. Um, so here's how we do it. Number one, again, avoid pitying your newly rescued dog or he will become and remain pitiable forever. That's the truth. He will learn that, that, you know, nothing is good and, and that things are always sad and you're always trying to be overly protective. He's going to take up on that and he's going to feel like he's a real sad sack and you're, he's going to be a sad sack. Um, I want you to introduce your new dog to as many family members and friends that um, you have in your circle within the first two days. Because I have a theory, I don't have any scientific background for this, but I see it almost all the time, that if a dog, if a newly rescued dog comes into the home and doesn't meet all the regulars who visit that home or are outside of that home, the dog may not accept them. Um, the first day, of course, you want things to be a little bit quiet, but guess what? I've had experience where a family will go pick up the dog, but let's say the husband is out of town, and he doesn't come home for a couple of days, and he walks in the house. Now the dog has started to become a little more secure in his new digs, and here's this intruder who dares to come into the home, and it's very difficult once that happens for the new dog to accept this new person. So when you pick up your dog, make sure everybody in the family is present um, and going home with that dog together. I can't stress that enough. Um, I want you to remember to start training your dog in obedience and pet manners um, very shortly after he comes home. Enroll in a dog obedience class. Positive training only. Don't be putting prong collars and choke collars on this newly rescued dog. That's the last thing he needs in his life is more negativity. The honeymoon period, Karen says it can uh, last uh, for about two weeks. Um, that's her experience. I have a little bit different. Um, two weeks, yes, the first two weeks is very important. But I have seen dogs change behaviors um, within six to nine months. Our own little rescue dog, we never heard him bark until he, we had him for nine months. And then he started barking. It <laughs> hasn't stopped since. <laughs> um, your dog, your dog may feel stressed out for the first few days. Um, you know, uh, he may be sleepy during the first few days, as Karen mentioned. Um, that sleepiness means, could mean that he's just shut down, is not really feeling very secure, and is afraid to do anything wrong. So make things easy for your dog, but, um, you know, don't, don't assume that, um, he's house trained also, uh, as he's been in a shelter and may not have been taken out very regularly. So assume that he may have house training accidents, so you want to take him out very regularly for potty breaks. Um, some, some people feel that creating any dog is cruel. Uh, actually, I see the opposite because dogs generally enjoy the feeling of being in its own den. Um, if you're bringing a dog home and um, there are young children in the home, uh, your dog may just love getting into his own safe space and having a break from childish activities. So if your dog is accepting of being in a cage, in a crate, by all means, create that dog and don't feel that it's cruel to um, confine him that way. 
Um, within f- the first 48 hours of adopting your dog, I want you to start leaving him alone in the beginning for relatively short periods of time. Leave him alone for maybe 20 minutes. Go food shopping or just take a run around the block. Do some exercises outside. Go jogging or whatever. Leave your dog alone in the crate. Uh, and then when you come back, you greet him calmly and let him out. And um, each day you leave him alone a little bit longer. If you're working an eight hour day and your new dog has to be alone for eight hours, I wouldn't do that immediately. You're going to test him out or have somebody come and give that dog a break, uh, in, uh, you know, once or twice during the time that you're going to be out for eight hours. Uh, rescue dogs have a stronger propensity for developing separation distress because, listen, they've lost a home or they've lost actually a couple homes. Don't forget, they lost the home of the breeder. They lost their mom. They lost their littermates. That was the first traumatic experience your dog had. Then he may have been uh, purchased as a puppy and then lost that home. Uh, and those are the people that may have surrendered him to the shelter or he may have gotten lost, escaped from his yard, and is astray. So, you know, dogs are very... um you know, uh, insecure when they first come into the home. So be aware of that. Um, so make sure you teach your dog to be alone. Avoid, certainly avoid all physical punishment. Don't get rough with your dog. Don't say no and start pointing in his face. Um, and don't, don't scream at him. He doesn't need that. If you have problems communicating with your dog, by all means, hire a trainer, even just once, to come out to your home and have a consult with you so that you can learn how to communicate to this new dog. People, sh- people should really, really know dog body language. If you're screaming at your dog and your dog turns his back on you, it doesn't mean that he's ignoring you because he thinks that what you're saying has no meaning to him. He's trying to calm you down. He's very uncomfortable. Comfortable with what you're doing. Hey, Rainey, can yes. I interject just uh-huh. a second? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I, I love what you just said, mm-hmm. and I just want to want to let our audience know that even an adult dog, no matter how old it gets, um, research shows that they have the mental capacity of about a two-year-old child. Mm-hmm. So if your if your behavior is not appropriate for a two-year-old child, mm-hmm. don't do it to your dog. Good news. Good idea. Okay. Exercise. I want you to know that it's very important to get your dog out for at least a 20-minute to half-hour walk every day. If you have a large backyard or even a small backyard and you want, you think that that backyard is going to help exercise your dog, I want you to think again. Sure, it's great to have a back, backyard. You can let your dog out there to run around for a little while, but basically I want you to supervise him out there. Don't forget, you may have a dog that likes to dig and he may just dig out and you won't see him again. Um, but provide good exercise for your dog and mental exercise. Uh, if you don't have any ideas for providing mental exercise, go on my website and click on last week's show. We talked to uh, uh, Karen and I discussed a lot of different ways of creating mentally challenging activities for, for all dogs. Um, don't allow your allow your dog to be outside chasing around the fence, uh, running you know chase, f- running the fence line when people walk by. You're encouraging territorial behavior. Now here's something I really want you to pay attention to, and I see this so many times. Um, people will rescue the dog, bring him home, and they have this sense of pity that they feel toward the dog. 
and they start spoiling him, giving him all kinds of privileges for nothing. Um, they're giving him treats simply because he's breathing. Um, and so you don't want to do that. You want to learn to set roles. You want to teach him obedience. You want to teach him to be a mannerly and well, uh, well-behaved dog. However, one thing I do not want you to do is to start letting the dog sleep in your bed. We don't know this dog that well yet. We don't know him at all. We don't know anything about past behavioral habits that he has because he's still in that honeymoon period. So you start putting a dog in the bed. Then you realize maybe, you know, well, you know, this might have been a mistake. Now you're going to have to punish your dog because you're going to make him sleep someplace else. And we don't know if your dog is going to behave properly in the bed. We don't know if he's going to resource guard spots on that bed. How do we know that he's going to not resource spot your husband's side of the bed? Then when he comes to bed an hour later, maybe he's not going to let him in the bed. So now you're stuck. Now he's been in the bed. You see this behavior that could have been avoided. Don't let your newly rescued dog sleep in the bed and give it at least nine months to a year before you trust that dog that that is a privilege that he can handle. Please listen to what I'm telling you. Um, and so, you know, this is a list that I give all my clients who have adopted a newly rescued dog. Um, I hope that you've paid attention to what Karen and I are talking about here. Um, Karen, I know you see a lot of shelter dogs. I see, I would tell you that at least 50% of my business is working with shelter and rescue dogs. So oh, yeah. we know what we're talking about and we're all for adopting. We both adopted our dogs. So listen up. If you want to hear this show again, the podcast will be up before Monday, um, and it'll be on um, our websites at www.jerseydogtrainer.com and www.thedogsupernanny.com. We're out of time, unfortunately. I hope you all have a great day. Get your dogs out if the weather's good in your area and take them for that 20-minute to 30-minute um, walk. All right? We're going all to right. Ta- all right. We'll talk to you next week. Have a okay. great week, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. I'm glad you're home.